0: All right, folks, back. We are back with another edition of the Red White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, and it is basketball season. NC State is taking on Mount Olive in an exhibition game right now. And we have a special announcement for you that to help us with our basketball coverage this year, I know we were lacking last year and in the years past. And it's because somebody left us, but he's back. Matt Coe is back with Pod, and we'll be doing our Pod, our Hoops content this year. Matt, welcome back. Glad to have you. Glad to finally talk basketball. Somebody knows what we're talking about. No events will. But, yes, glad to have you back.
1: Man, I'm I'm happy to be back. Um, it feels good to be talking to you again about some NC State Hoops. i missed it, and uh, I'm happy to be here, man. Currently, State is
0: slapping the Mount Olive pickles around, wherever their mascot is as expected. But let's get into what our, I guess we'll start with the schedule this year, right? We hadn't really talked about it. What is your take on this year's schedule? Is it winnable? Is it, you know, what you, what you take? What do you think?
1: Um, it's pretty run of the mill. Same old, same old. I got all my notes right here. So if you hear some pages flipping and whatnot, uh, just ignore that for the time being. Um, it's pretty much carbon copy of last year not really a whole lot of uh flavor to it you got one or two marquee matchups up at the top with uh tennessee i I guess you can throw in vandy in there um i'm not really huge on vandy uh but i i think that the the keats era is exactly what it is he doesn't seem to um prioritize the mid-majors. I'm a mid-major fanatic. You know this. Anybody that talks to me about it, um, any kind of hoops, knows that I like to prioritize mid-majors. And uh, I think later in the season, scheduling a lot of these cupcakes is going to come back to bite them.
0: Who, who do you think of the mid-majors that we have now? Who do you think is actually going to present a challenge, if any?
1: Um, well, it's slim pickings. Uh, I don't really consider St. Louis a mid-major. Um, I won't really throw them in that uh, conversation. But one team that I, I want to highlight, maybe you know, might spark some interest, is out of the OVC is uh, UT Martin. They went 19 and 14 last season, 10 and 8 in their conference. They finished third and they were picked fifth out of eleven teams this upcoming season. Uh, they actually didn't have too bad of a year. They've got a little bit of a turnover. Um, they've got a couple starters out, but still got some solid role players coming back. One guy I really like is uh, Jordan Sears. For them, he was a uh, first-team all-OVC. And they actually held Moorhead State. Uh, they they held them in check for the most part. It went one-on-one one against them. They were the uh, regular season champs before getting upset in the OVC tournament. Um, I, I like this team for what it is, um, I guess I'd consider them my sleeper in the OVC and maybe a sleeper uh, for this weaker non-conference schedule if you want to highlight anybody that aren't those uh, main five games.
0: What about the – I'm just going to look at the Power Five programs for lack of a better term. Ole Miss, mm-hmm. Tennessee, and what was the other one? Vanderbilt. I mean, it seems like a decent schedule. I mean, no?
1: No, I mean, it's fine. Um, Again, I think uh, Vanderbilt kind of outperformed expectations. I think they're going to reel it back in a little bit. Uh, preseason, they were picked 10th, and right now they're sitting at uh, 79th in Kimpom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think the team that nobody's really talking about and who I hope we draw in the Vegas showdown is going to be BYU. I think BYU is a sleeper on this schedule, arguably the biggest sleeper on this schedule. They were very young last year, very underperforming. Um, They went 19-15, and currently 36 in Ken Palm. But one thing that I want to keep in mind for a lot of fans listening, they ranked 290th in experience, and uh, they were just a very young team. I think one more year under their belt, they're going to get back into the swing of things. They also ranked 309th in turnover percentage. Uh, That's uh, 20.2%. turnovers on their possession, that bodes well for NC State, a team that likes to turn you over. I think this is a matchup nightmare for BYU. Not a very good three-point shooting team last year. They will get better this year, but one thing that NC State likes to do is let it rain from deep. I think this is exactly the team you want to draw and a team that you're going to circle on your calendar when you're possibly talking about some, uh, some tournament selection Sunday.
0: I think that, yeah, I, I've seen that before. I know we're going to have, I guess what most people are expecting is Arizona State and, you know, DJ Horn revenge game. Is it going to be who we're, we're pulling that? It's probably probably more expected. Um, right. But I could see us ending up against BYU. It would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> looking at the schedule as a whole, <clears throat> where do you project NC State finishes the non-conference schedule? Like what's what, what record do you think?
1: How many how many games do we have? Uh, thirteen is it? <clears throat>
0: I think so. Um,
1: yeah, if, if it's off the top of my head here, thirteen. Five, six about ten and three. Um, I don't really give them a shot against Tennessee, and that's no you know hate towards NC State or anything like that. Tennessee is built for a championship this year. They're going to be really solid. Um, I think this is going to be a you know not very exciting watered down version of last year and. I don't know. I just I think that this team is going to be exactly who they are. They're going to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. They're going to lose the teams they're supposed to lose to.
0: It'd be interesting to see how this plays out. I just, you know, one of the things that I never know what to expect, and I think it makes it hard talking about basketball, especially this year in general, is it's an entirely new team. And looking at this roster, DJ Horn, Jaden Taylor, Cam Woods, MJ Rice, Dennis Parker, Michael O'Connell, Alex Dunley, Jordan Snell, Muhammad Di- Diara, and then Middlebrooks. And then you have, mm-hmm. you know, DJ, DJ Burns, Casey Morsell, Brian Pass, you know, a couple of guys from back. But it's an entirely new roster. And I have, you know, looking at this roster as a whole, there's a whole ton of guards on this roster. And I have no idea who they are counting on to – I mean, outside of DJ Burns, obviously, but DJ Burns is not a you know a huge threat on the glass. Who's going to rebound for this team? And that, you know, watching this stat broadcast right now for the basketball game, and we're losing the offensive glass to Mount Olive. So, my preseason concerns are: are they real? Are they justified? Am I making it up? Like, I who's going to play in the post?
1: No, I think you're. On the uh, – you're hitting the nail on the head there. I think that um that's a real concern. It's been a real concern. I remember years ago when I talked about the, you know, <laughs> lack for a better term, terrible rebounding. NC State was outside the top 100 in rebounds per game at just 36.6 per game, and that's due to the style of basketball they play. They, they, there's a lot of long rebounds. They like to take a lot of threes. Um I think that they're hoping it's going to be a mixture of guys. I know me and you have talked. The way I look at this team – is is like Moneyball. And for any of my baseball fans out there, I, I think Kevin Keats took a Moneyball approach with this roster. You're not going to be able to make up a Jason Giambi or a Johnny Damon. They're gone. They're out the door. Jarkel and Terquavion are out the door. They accumulated for 44.6% of your offense last year. But you can try recreating them, and I think that, you know, Keats did a solid enough job uh, – One. One thing that I like is, you know, I think DJ Horn is going to fit in really nicely. I'm not really sold on Jaden Taylor. Played for a bad Butler team. Very inefficient player. Not a great three-point shooter. Um, I just think, like I said, I just think it's a very watered-down version of last season. And uh, if we're expecting Middlebrooks to kind of be that bruiser, again, he's not Doosan. These guys are not the same guys as last year. There's not enough pop on this roster. Not enough star talent. (laughs) Uh, in my opinion, uh, I think you know Keats tried to do it with Rob Dillingham and um, Jaden Bradley, and he and he missed out on a couple of guys, and I think he just kind of, I guess, got together what he could, and, and they did a solid job. I, I won't I won't completely you know I don't want to be just a bearer of bad news, but no, I think I think your your concerns are accurate, and they should be talked about.
0: Jaden Taylor is our leading scorer for the night so far, four of eight. 50% from the field, 11 points. DJ Horn, who I expect to be this year's Terquavion, and he's kind of living up to that where he's going to shoot a lot. He's going to have those nights nice where he goes, you know, 11 for 13 for 30 or 1 for 15 for 4, <laughs> not a whole lot in between. He's 4 for 10 right now, 2 for 6 from three-point land, 10 points. Not ultra-efficient, but yeah, he kind of – kind of get what you expect, I think, from a Kevin Keats offense. There are going to be a lot of shots that are going to be moving up and down the court. I mean, I think that's... I think the positive now is that they have a whole bunch more guards that I think can contribute. Right? I mean, I think you know they bring in DJ Horn from Arizona State. You've always mentioned Jade Taylor. Uh, McConnell or O'Connell from Stanford. You know, they might not be elite guards but they're all guys guys played a lot of basketball a lot of experience and to me that's how you win in college sports these days is getting these older guys in now if you can get them in and get them you know participating in your system and playing your kind of basketball then I think that is where you are you know, going to be better off and that's where you're going to find success and then you got guys like Breon Pass right I mean He's not been what people have. I still think he's an unbelievable athlete. He would have been great in the slot at NC State right now. You know, in a place position where the football team could use a lot of help. But he's still playing basketball. I, what do you think, Breon's? You know, role is going to be this year.
1: I love that you gave me the Breon pass question. Of course, that I didn't. <laughs> that, that wasn't a question from the chat, was it?
0: No, of course I did. I okay. didn't even forgot to okay. look at their questions.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I I hate to say this, but give him as little minutes as possible. Um, there's just better guards in the lineup that can give you more. Um, he can be serviceable for a few minutes, but you don't want him playing too many minutes. If he is, then somebody's in foul trouble, and we're probably down big. Um, I like the depth, like you said, the guard play. I think, I think there's, there's some solid depth, but no Cam Woods. I think that that's going to be really detrimental for this team. I think he is the X factor. He is the pop that this team needs. I think I look at this team a lot differently if he's on the floor, but as of right now, today, he's not playing with the team. And so we have to go with it as that same for MJ rice. Um, there could be so much more depth and and, and so much more promise with this team, but as far as, as goes, um, I just look at him as just a guy at this point. I was a big fan of him. I love the kid. I I think he's a nice kid, but I just don't think he's lived up to what we thought he was going to be. And and that's been a reoccurring theme with a lot of the point guards that have come through NC State.
0: Yeah, it's fair. I think Breon still got a – he was a great shooter in high school. And I'm still kind of surprised that it hasn't translated yet. And I'm hoping that – Translate this year because they could use a guy who can give you, you know, three for five from three. Right? They could use a guy that can hit that shot consistently because you're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, DJ Horn chucking shots and some of these other guys that are going to take a lot of shots. The other guy I'm, I'm curious and it's kind of interesting to see he's not really gotten a big role right now in this game, and I think we'll see how how this plays out. But L.J. Thomas, he showed a lot of promise last year, kind of faded towards the end. You know, his playing time. And everybody's like, "Where's LJ? Let's get you know get LJ in again because he sh- he flashed in some games and he showed, you know, that he was a very mature player and, you know, he's got 12 minutes right now, but he's 0 for one from the field and doesn't look like he's got a whole lot going on. Like, yeah, what's your expectations no, you, for LJ?
1: I, I like LJ Thomas a lot. I think he's a guy that I want him in our program for as long as possible. I think he's a nice glue piece. Like you said, he is a very mature player. He's got a good basketball IQ uh, I just think right now there's not really a path of success when it comes to making plays for him I don't really think that's his role on this team I think he's the kind of get it done type of player Uh, not a whole lot of finesse to his game I don't think that Keats is drawing up plays to get LJ Thomas um, a shot up or involved Um, I think he's out there for Effort, heart, hustle, and that's you know what this team needs. So I like L. J. Thomas a lot. I would love to see him get more minutes. It's just if you do, you know, who do you take out? Who do you who do you replace in his position? Um, there were a lot of times last year where there there should have been um, some L. J. Thomas on the floor, but unfortunately there wasn't. And you know how do you how do you argue against what T. and Jarquel meant to this team? Um, because if you put him on, you know then who do you take out case Marcel? I don't really want to do that. Um, So it's, it's tough. I I think it's going to be really hard for him to slither his way into a, a consistent spot on this lineup, but I do like LJ Thomas and I hope that he stays around.
0: Yeah. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guards right now with playing time, not including Cam Woods who hopefully the governor will write him a letter and everybody will be outraged and get him, get him in. But seven guards, it'll be interesting to see how the rotations go. We didn't have that kind of depth last year. And we were playing guys that shouldn't have been playing. This year, there's a little bit more depth. And I'm kind of curious to see how Keats handles that. You know, I think there's the potential here to be playing at the... You know, the pace and the style, that was always the excuse that people gave is that you know, we don't have the depth to, you know, press full court like Keats wants to do. We don't have the, you know, the bodies to play the style of basketball that Keats wants to run, that, you know, high pace basketball. They got the bodies now. So I'm I'm ready to see I'm ready to see all that come to fruition, right? I mean, do you expect them to, you know, rotate guys hot and heavy here and just keep the pressure on or, or are we going to see a little bit more of what we saw last year?
1: I think we're honestly going to see a whole different approach than we've seen in years past with Keats. If you've noticed, you know, I've watched some, some practice videos, I've uh, paid attention a little bit here and there. I think this team runs through DJ Burns. I think this team goes as DJ Burns goes. Uh, when he's off the floor, that's when my concern uh, starts to kick in because like I said, I don't find Jaden Taylor a very efficient player. I like DJ Horn. Can't say I love him, but I like him. He's a good piece. Um, they might be a nice little one-two punch, but um, you're just asking your guards to do so much for an already inefficient team that likes to chuck up a lot of threes. Um, is can Kay, my, my big question is, can Casey Marcel continue success as he did last year? There was a time where Casey was shooting like Steph Curry out there. I mean, Right, multiple threes game after game after game can he stay to that path I I don't know I think um, for as much help as as defense is needed to cover both the backcourt it left a lot of really nice open shots for Casey Marcel I think defense are going to play a little bit more honest this year against us and it's going to be a little bit tougher for Casey to um, find some open shots Uh, but if he can be that catch and shoot guy, then, you know, as long as we have that complimentary piece, I think the backcourt will do fine. But we'll see.
0: The team is currently eighteen for nineteen from the free throw line right now.
1: What not expecting mm-hmm. that. That's pretty no, nice. They were terrible last year at the free throw line.
0: Yeah. It's that was that was nice. I like that. Uh one of the guys that I you know that I'm interested in and I know a lot of people weren't really high on, but I kinda of thought his experience would come in and be a you know key piece to this lineup, and it might still, but he's struggling right now. Is um, O'Connell, the Stanford kid? Mm-hmm. He's got four turnovers right now, and I was kind of looking for him to come in and be the guy that could you know orchestrate all this and get the ball into these guys who are, are shooting. And without yeah. actually being able to see the game and watch it right now, you know, looking through the stats, it's, I'm kind of surprised about that one. Maybe it's just an off night or whatnot, but. I expected him to be more of a s- facilitator,
1: yeah, I mean, like like you said, it's hard to tell just looking at a stat sheet. I was surprised to see him start um obviously, I'm sure Keats is just kind of playing around with some lineups, seeing what works, what doesn't work. I was kind of s- surprised to see him start um but at the same time, I don't really know what he gives you offensively other than being a facilitator off the bench um, so maybe it's a decent idea to start him um but if you're gonna start him with dj burns i think there's some concerns there i thought james henderson had a really nice point i don't know how much i love o'connell and burns playing together at the same time they're both really good facilitators um i you know you're gonna play off on o'connell you're gonna let him shoot i i think that that's uh you know it's just how how you got to play with him um He'll be he'll be fine. Again, he's just a guy. I I think as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, (laughs) kind of like he is right now, uh, he'll be fine. But as far as looking for offense, um, he is probably not the guy for it.
0: I'm gonna go and read a couple of these questions that people had had sent us. Uh, Who's the transfer that takes the biggest step from their previous production? That's a good question.
1: I think it's. I think it's. Um, it's got to be DJ Horn. I think that there's going to be a lot of because uh, Arizona State had a lot of success last year. Um, I, I think that he steps into that captain role coming home to Raleigh. Um, I think we're going to look for for uh, look to him for offense uh, when we're in a pickle and we need a shot.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably a good guess. I was going to say Taylor. I think both Horn and Taylor are going to probably take the majority of the shots. Uh, especially if you're talking about the new guys, and probably Middlebrook's just given on his usage at Clemson, right? I mean, I don't think he was – he didn't get used a whole lot. He wasn't really a focal point, but State's going to need him because there's not a lot of depth down yeah. there. And, and not would love to say NJ depth.
1: Rice. I love right. NJ Rice, but right now he's not with the program. I've seen him you know, post a picture saying that he's back or whatever, but I don't – if I'm correct, yeah, he hasn't even checked into this game. So – You know, um, that sucks to see. I I was really excited when they wound up uh, getting MJ Rice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's back, and I hope he gets his head right. I assume that's what it was. Uh Um, I expect him to. I expect him to. There's some options, and that's kind of the part of this. Is like we're talking about it, and I really don't know what to expect because there's so many new guys, right? It's just so strange.
1: It's It's a a completely different roster.
0: Yeah, completely. Not that it's a bad thing. I think the roster had some clear holes last year. Right. But I don't, just don't know what that does to my expectations. Right. Uh, what's well, the other one here? What mid what mid major that we scheduled should be in the NCAA tournament? It's well, <laughs> a-
1: I don't. I don't like the schedule. Um. I. Yeah. No. Me and you have kept in touch. I. There's nobody that really jumps off this, um, the page for me, and and I feel like I'm kind of reaching with UT Martin, honestly. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like the 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 buildup of the schedule. Like, I think you scheduled the tough teams at the right times. Um, I I just there's nobody that pops off the page for me. I'm sorry, I don't think there's. I mean, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over the preseason rankings for these teams, okay? And you tell me okay. who's gonna make the tournament. The right. Citadel was picked ninth out of ten in SoCon. Abilene Christian is six out of eleven in the WAC. Charleston Southern was 8 out of ninth in the Big South. Um, Vanderbilt was ten of fourteen. We won't consider them just because they're not a, a mid-major. Let me go back to the mid-majors. Maryland Eastern was picked seventh uh, out of eight in the MiAC. UT Martin fifth out of eleven, and then Detroit is tenth out of eleven. You tell me of that group who even, even sniffing the tournament. Um, I just – you know me, man. I love mid-majors, and I think to just write them off and schedule a bunch of cupcakes and then sprinkle in a Tennessee or sprinkle in a a Vandy who's going to probably be on the bubble or a BYU that could be on the bubble, I just don't think that's enough. And and we've seen this recipe time and time again. Like, I I just – I don't like it.
0: You have to – when when you have a schedule like that, right, if you when you have a, a I don't want to say cream puff schedule, but, you know, what, what it is, what it is, right? If you have a schedule like that, you really need to excel in uh, ACC play. And what yep. we've seen historically is that and not just us, but it's hard to win a lot of games in the ACC, right? Everybody last year was pretty much on the bubble. And I just feel like that's that's kind of where everybody's going to fall this year. You know,
1: right. Well, you know, and and I want to go back to that last question. I completely forgot I had this all written down. As far as DJ Horn goes, I want him running the point. Jaden Taylor, I do not want running the point. If anybody thinks that Jaden Taylor is going to play point for us, I think that that is a mistake. Um, In the last two months of the season, Taylor committed 24 turnovers um, in the last nine games um, and only 11 assists. just not very efficient. Now, as far as DJ Horn goes, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He has a 2.4 to 1.4 assist to turnover ratio. Um, he'll probably have a turnover or two every, just about every game, but it's not going to come in bunches. There's only a handful of times where um, it was, you know, three or more. One thing that I want people to really appreciate is DJ Horn is, I believe, five nine or 5'10. He's a very small guard, and mm-hmm. he had 14 separate games of at least, four rebounds. So he can rebound the ball pretty well for his size. Just to go back to that last question. I'm gonna sprinkle that okay. in there. So
0: yeah, currently Parker's got seven rebounds. The R.S. got seven rebounds. Burns and Millbrooks 5 More Morsel's got five rebounds.
1: Let me let me talk about this real quick. All right. And this is a question for you. Do we really think that Dennis Parker is about to replace Jack Clark?
0: Well that's a hot button topic. I thought Jack Clark was hugely underrated. I thought he was—he yep. did everything. He could do everything. Yep. Uh, I know he struggled mid-season, especially shooting the ball. But he was that guy that I would put five Jack Clark's out there and I'd beat you every time because he—he he was good. He was—I uh, thought he was talented. And, and I've—you know—I'll be honest. I don't know too much about Parker, but I really like Clark. And yeah. he went to Clemson, right? I mean, that's
1: yeah, yeah. He went to Clemson. I'd that love was to tough hear trade. your ACC tough takes um, in a minute, but I just I want to highlight Jack Clark. I think that he was phenomenal when healthy. He led the team in rebounding. and missed a handful of games. He played hurt all season long. His shot wasn't there, fine, but he did everything else he could have asked for him from a from a nice stretch. 4 I, I'm sorry, like I, I'm not confident in a. Freshman taking over what Jack Clark meant to this team. Now, maybe he could, right? I keep hearing about how great of a fit he is and and this, that, and the other. But you know me. We talked as as soon as the news uh, dropped that he was leaving State, but I I thought that that was such an uh, underrated player, and and people just wrote him off as if he was replaceable. (laughs) And I don't think NC State replaced him.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're never going to replace a guy – like, oh, was like a crafty. He led the team guy.
1: in rebounding for a bad rebounding team, and you're telling by a wide margin, and you're telling me that that's replaceable. Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> you don't replace a veteran like that who could do it all with a, a freshman. Like I, I don't care. It's very there's very rare that you're hitting a freshman like that uh, that is gonna take a place like him. So that it's a huge hole to fill, and I thought that was a you know an a unfortunate trade for State Middlebrooks for. Jack Clark. I really like Clark. I didn't know we were in the minority there. I'm trying to find my other questions. MJ Rice timeline, likely rotation. Will the offense have any issues without an alpha? I don't think they will have – they won't be without an alpha. They won't be without a Turquavion to answer that question. I think you got DJ Horn. you got the guys that are going to be shot heavy, Jaden Taylor you Know who's going to be the leader, who's going to be the floor general? I think that's it's more the replacing uh jark hell, right? Who's going to be that jark hell when you need a shot and everybody else is off? Who's going to take it to the basket and lay out for it, right? Yeah, that, that's kind of who I want to see. Like, who's going to step up to that position?
1: I mean, Your shot making shoot. ability was so damn good, and yeah, I mean, it didn't matter how many guys was on it, it didn't matter what the situation was, amount of pressure, it didn't matter. Jarkel Joyner was one of the most cool, calm, collected players in all of college basketball. Um, his shot-making ability was so phenomenal for NC State. I just I, – I like the backcourt. I don't love the backcourt. As far as the X factor goes, I mean, I've said it. Like, I think this team needs to work through DJ. But the problem with DJ is that he, <laughs> he can't play much. He's either in foul trouble or the conditioning. He only averaged 22.9 minutes per game last season. State got worse when he was off the floor. And and,
0: yeah.
1: and you it may not <clears> seem <throat> like it because you had shot makers like T and, and Um One thing I want to mention about DJ Burns, and, and I, I kind of want to get your thoughts of if this is a good thing that we're working through him or a bad thing, but after Dusan went down against Coppin State, um, DJ Burns, like I said, averaged 22.9 minutes per game. In games where DJ... Played 25 minutes or less. State was nine and six with an average margin of loss of 12.7 points. They're getting killed. When DJ Burns played more than 26 minutes, State was seven and three. And the two losses that I want to highlight is a four point loss at Duke and that infamous 80 to 69 loss in Chapel Hill where they shot, what was it, 40 free throws to our, what, five was it? So you could easily be nine and one. If DJ Burns is playing more than 25 minutes a game, I think he has to play more than 25 minutes a game because I don't see anybody down low that can score like he can. I don't think that there's a lot of scoring options outside of him down low.
0: Yeah, currently in the paint. I'm trying to think of who's – Diarro's got 10. You know, showing some flash. Middlebrooks two. Burns, 13. I mean – you're gonna need your guards. You're gonna need guys like Taylor who's 6'4, 6'5, I think, if I'm not mistaken, to be able to play big. I'm not sure who who's gonna step in that position, but um, yeah, they're gonna need some they're gonna need some help in the paint. Like Burns, he's he's played twenty-four minutes already this game. Uh I guess we're about over. It's only a few more minutes left. Twenty-four minutes in this game, and the team works better when they run through him, right? When the offense uh-huh. runs through DJ Burns and he's making decisions and, you know, getting, making good decisions and getting the guy to the ball, getting guys, to the ball, letting, you know, letting them move freely. The offense was much more efficient and l- looked much better than when, you know, they played the dump it into DJ and just let him go to the basket. You know, that, that part is what's, I think is where we're going to struggle and he's going to need some help. You know, I just, like I I agree with you, man. I think it's there's not a lot of post presence here.
1: Yeah. And and I at mean the same it's a time, recipe for disaster too. I don't mean to cut yeah. you off, but it's a recipe for disaster. You're counting on him to be your best player because he is your best player. Well you right. better have your best player on the floor a lot, which he can't do.
0: Well, especially now he's hurt. He's you know, he's still favoring that ankle in this game.
1: Uh, exactly. I mean I just I think that although he's our strongest link. I feel like he's our Achilles heel at the same time and it's no fault of his own. I mean, I just I players are going to try to get him in foul trouble. He is going, it's impossible for him to draw a foul because he's so damn big. It, yeah. he's, he's dealing with a double-edged sword here. But if State wants to be good, he has to be on the floor for more than 23 minutes a game. That's just fat. I mean, I expect Ernest
0: Ross to pick up some some minutes there. He I know he only played four tonight. I think he's been hurt, so there's probably played part of that. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you, man. I think it's it's. – I'm looking at the second half stats here. It's, State just won 88-72 against uh, the Pickles here.
1: Is that really their – No, I have no idea there. what they okay. It looks like a Spartan okay. or something. I was um, like, "Why is
0: he saying that?" <laughs> Mount Olive. That's all I can think of. Is Mount Olive Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, State was out rebounded. Defense. God, oh, that's good. second half, real bad. Fourteen to twenty-four. Not good.
1: That could also be because yeah, yeah. some of the Who bench knows? players. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, so looking at
1: the box scores. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who's. They're going to need some
0: paint help, right? I think you know, Burns. They need Burns in the game, and. and you know, how to keep him away from foul trouble It's gonna be interesting a lot
1: of people are looking at diara to kind of be that option to me he's a project to me he's he's gonna show some flash. Um, there were times where Ernest Ross looked nice, but he doesn't get himself into the game enough he he doesn't make his minutes count yeah um, so like I said, like I just a watered down version of last season that's just how I look at this team.
0: So, where do you expect them to finish in the ACC? What's your, what's your?
1: Gosh, man, I had a really tough time, um, as opposed to years past, trying to figure out where to put this team because I feel like if I were to put them in the top five, I'd be lying to myself. Um, and again, if I put them ninth or lower, I feel like you know they're better than that. I got them at seventh. I wanted to put them eight, but I got them at seventh. And they will not be making the tournament, in my opinion.
0: How many bids do you think the ACC gets this year?
1: I think they get five. Five? Who's that? I think they get five. I think they get uh, Duke. Uh, It seems like an obvious one. They're stacked. Um, I'm in on Virginia. I think the defense is going to be back to what we all know and love, or hate, however you want to (laughs) say it. Uh, Miami, I think, should be a lock. Clemson's my sleeper in the ACC that I don't think is really? getting enough respect. I think Clemson – I wanted to put Clemson third, honestly. Um, the only reason I did put Miami third is because I love Nigel Pack. North O'Meara should be probably fighting or flirting with first-team ACC. Um, I think that they – as much as I love them, I think they're a little overrated um it's going to be really damn near impossible to replace Isaiah Wong and Jordan Miller now Matthew yeah. Cleveland and um Poplar I think are going to be really nice you know, really nice additions and they'll give it a good you know attempt but um they should have lost to Drake last year um they were and 7 against the spread when they were a 12 or more point favorite i took that stat from uh the 3 man weed podcast really awesome podcast there um, it just tells me that they played down to their competition. And uh, they've had a couple of nice years for sure. But, yeah, I think Clemson, I think, is is the sleeper. And um, I think P.J. Hall is going to be flirting with a first All-ACC uh, bid there. I think the addition of Jack Lark is great. I love the backcourt. I think Brennell is one of the best X's and O's coaches in the league. Um, so I think they get in. And then I'm torn between Wake and UNC. I actually don't even like. UNC's roster this year they got a decent starting five I think Ingram um, is okay not not great but okay Um, RJ Davis is a nice piece I really like him Uh, Armando Baycott may play college basketball for the rest of his life I don't know Uh, but Wake's backcourt I think is going to be fighting for that famous you know best backcourt in the ACC with uh, Miller and Hunter Salas yeah, they just got to get that defense right. I think that's just uh, – that's been – Steve Forbes, Achilles heel, they're pretty terrible on defense. But Hunter Salas uh, I think is going to fit in really, really nicely. And I trust Forbes with any transfer guard ever. So um, I, I think Waite finishes sixth. UNC I have fifth. But that one is just a coin flip for me. So. Hmm.
0: I can't wait to hear how much Matt Co likes BC's roster.
1: <laughs> you know, I wanted to put them inside the top ten, but I put them ten. Um, I do like BC's roster. Well, I like their starting five, but I don't think I like their their bench at all.
0: That was a comment <laughs> from somebody. That's funny.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: what's uh, what's the final schedule? Or you said seventh? What's the final record?
1: Oh gosh, I don't even I don't have it terrible all. Care about these things? Yeah, I haven't even gone through it all. Really, I mean, the, like I said, they play how many? non-conference games did we say it was 13 of them mm-hmm. I think I said 10 and 3 I think you have losses against Tennessee um if you pull BYU I think you can win that game that that Vandy game should be interesting this is what a third time in a year in in years past that they played against Vandy it, it's they, they keep going back to them for some reason um <clears throat> I'm going through Ross, the ACC, going through
0: this schedule real quick, sorry, and I'm yeah, looking but- at this this run here of at Notre Dame, Virginia at home, Carolina mm-hmm. at home, at Louisville, Wake at home. Like that is a. Uh,
1: That's what I'm saying. The, well, the sucks, front but- part, the front part of the schedule, I actually like how it's shaped up. You get Virginia and Carolina home <clears> to start throat> the throat> season, the ACC season. I love that. You get Wake at home. Like you're getting a lot of these good, should be good teams. Um, out the gate at home. So I love that. What worries me is come March when you've got to go to Florida State who could be feisty. Uh, Syracuse, I think, has a great backcourt. Uh, that's going to be a tough matchup. you got to play against Duke late in the season. Um, I'm not so concerned about um, February as far as a total, uh, but there's definitely some trap games in there. But late in March, I think, state might run out of gas just like they did last year
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting i think this team uh, i'm gonna be the optimist here i think this team's got enough depth and yeah i think they have enough depth to play how they want to play or how kevin keats has said he wanted to play so i don't think there's any reason this team shouldn't be better than last year's team and it's going to be tough to say when you lose maybe not on paper but I'm talking final record and where they stand right i think this i'd like that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for i'm hoping for that the the having 12 guards on the roster is going to help you play <laughs> at the pace you want to play now are they going to be able to play defense you know who's going to facilitate are they gonna right. be able to rebound? Like those are the kind of questions that I have. You know, I think our transition defense is something we've struggled at under Geats. So are they able to rectify that? And I'm looking at this score now. It's eighty eighty nine seventy nine was the final score of Stat Broadcast just updated. So a lot closer than we would expect, but who knows who played at the end of that game.
1: So, so is this a tournament team in your eyes?
0: Man, it's
1: it should be. So is that a yes? <laughs> <Putting> <laughs> My feelings spot. for
0: Kevin Keats are well known. I'm trying to be positive-ish,
1: though. Yeah, I'm not trying to trying to you know no. Piss I mean, off I get here. it. I'm just yeah. No, hey, but... it, just, it just goes back to last year. I think last year was arguably one of the more talented groups that Keats had, and what he do with it. I mean, they didn't even finish inside the top fifty. Um, I. That's what that's what killed me last year is that people called last year a success. I mean I no, guess never. You, no way. No way. I, no I way. guess if if uh you know compared to the year before, I would say it's more of a fun season than a successful season, but So is this a tournament team? Should be. I'm gonna say it should be, because you're NC State okay. you should
0: be you should be in the tournament. So how, how many ACC
1: teams are gonna make the tournament then?
0: Mm, six. I'm going six. Six. Yeah. I I think we have to start expecting better, right? And I'm gonna hope that these pieces come together. Right. Everybody talks about Keats' Keats's experience with building rosters yearly after being at Hargrave. Right. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that. Yes, build the roster, and he can bring it together. If you can't, then what are we doing here? Because this is what you're supposed to be good at. So I'm going to be, yeah, this team should make the tournament. Let's let's do it. I don't want to be in the bubble again. Being on the bubble like last year is not a success. <clears throat> it's a success if you make the tournament and, you know, win a game or two. That's a, That's a success. 68 teams make the tournament. If you don't make it, that shouldn't be a success. That just, even just making it is barely a, a success for me. Like you have right. to have higher standards, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm pushing for. This team should make the tournament. Should win a game. How about that? That's what I want to see.
1: Is that what you expect? I don't know what I expect. I mean, look, too, they there's too many a new pieces. Pool. You know,
0: there's too many. Right. They, too new guys. They had a
1: tough pull with with Creighton. Creighton was um, Creighton was a six seed, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah, like Creighton was probably the hardest six it, Yeah. Ask I mean it. they they they'll they'll be they'll be fine. I, I think that was a tough pull. Um yeah, I don't know. I just I think that um this team will be fine. They will they will be fine. Yeah if you want my honest opinion.
0: Raise your expectations, everybody. Let's get everybody everybody get excited. I want Kevin Keats to be a tournament coach Want to get him in there and he can actually win a game in the tournament. I think that's, that's what we're shooting for with all these new guards and new talent. He's bringing in he's a great recruiter. Let's get him in. Let's, let's see what happens, but that's, that's my expectations. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we get out
1: of here? No, no. I mean, um, you know, I think Keats needs to win. I think he got himself off the hot seat. Um, gave himself some time, but you know, the bar is now raised, like he said, and, um, We'll see what he does with it. I, I don't think this is going to be a bad season per se, but as far as last year goes, I don't know if we can top that. But other <laughs> we're all NC
0: State fans here. We know there's going to be yeah. some weird stuff happening. Yeah. So let's yeah. just live. Let's just let's just wait for it. And I and I no. can't wait for it. I'm excited yeah. for basketball season, at least for the time being. Yeah. Let's we'll see what happens. And other
1: uh, than, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I'm just happy to be with red and white, man. Happy to let's be go. talking to let's you. Let's go. And, just getting
0: back into this thing, man. That's right. All right. Y'all welcome Matt Coe back. I'm glad to have him. It's always in- enjoyable to talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about, even more so than my ignorant ass does. So, Matt, welcome. Thank you for carrying our hoops coverage. It's going to be well needed, and I think people will appreciate it. So, as always, yeah. thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the pod. Go follow Matt. Come join us in the pod chat. Jump on the email list. Get all... Stuff we'll be working on as basketball season rolls around. And as always, go Pack!